Can I say, as we start this podcast, please, that it is so hard for me to get back into the land of forks while you and I are transported to Tokyo, Japan with the show Terrace House Boys and Girls in the City. It's that show is so pure. Everything that we're reading is terrible. Yes. And there is such a distinct contrast between the two of like, hey, let me watch this pure show that's on Netflix and then go back to reading the trashiest of trash. Like, <laughs> Here's what it is, right? You transport me to this wonderful metropolis of Tokyo. Yes. And with my ever ca- ever-changing cast of children whom I love very much and want to find love and love each other very right. much. <laughs> and right. here, you pull me away from that. <laughs> And I have to sit through Bella's voice (laughs) and her narration and her melodrama. It is, I I guess I didn't realize just how different American relationships are or the idea of American relationships until we have gotten to watch this pure show, which is Tara's house. Because now I go back to reading about Bella and her conquest to fuck a vampire and it's so wild to me and feels suddenly very impure and Mm. dangerous in different ways than I had originally expected and also I think that's sort of uh how Stephanie Meyer's trying to almost view it too right because she's also she's very we've talked about how she's very you know religious and all these have religious connotations and stuff so this whole paradigm with you know, the lion and the lamb and like, whoa, and all this stuff. It's sort of like sinful, you know? It's like, ooh, don't want to touch Edward. Yikes. Right. Yeah. It's it's basically just like a 300-page metaphor <laughs> and message for abstinence. Oh, and yeah. yet also, Tara's house is like good and pure and not really about <laughs> sex and stuff, but in a very healthy way. Yeah. <laughs> like a, mm-hmm. Yep. And like an honest. Doesn't feel forced. <laughs> No, no. Or I feel guilty. <laughs> no, I don't come out of watching Netflix um, needing to s- deep scrub my skin. <laughs> um, but alas, this is the thing that has five movies about it. So that's great. Yikes. Yeah. So uh, this is Into the Twilight. We talk about Twilight and occasionally Terrace House, Boys and Girls in the City. Yeah, the best show gonna- on television. <laughs> We're going to have to be really careful to not dive deep into a Netflix show that is not even in English. That like, probably But it's important, like, y'all. If you got is. time, watch Terrace House Boys and Girls in the City. You will love it and you will enjoy it. We read chapters five and six, which were pretty long, actually, I think. They were. Yeah, some meaty chapters. A lot of things happened. Yeah, there's going to be... I would say from now on, that's going to be kind of... The a little bit more beefy, like, yeah. Oh, I need to tell you about something, Cody. Yes. So, you know how I've been, like, dragging Bella for her inability to, oh, like, fuck. even? <laughs> yep. Um, especially last episode. Um, I think it was probably two at this point. Whatever. I don't know. Time is a like social construct. <laughs> but I was uh, dragging Bella for her inability to walk in icy conditions, right? Mm-hmm. Um... So, I also cannot walk in icy conditions, y'all. Um, <laughs> and the truth my, comes out. <laughs> I My comparisons to Bella and myself are slowly growing, which is slightly terrifying. Um, but <laughs> on Tuesday, um, your girl ate shit while trying to navigate icy and snowy conditions, a.k.a. stairs. You are um, now the person you've hated. You're <laughs> the person you never yeah. said you would become. Right. I know. Um, but yeah, the story that I'm talking about is on Sunday, right before all the snow that is happening in the Pacific Northwest right now began, I was going to get Thai, and I walked up these stairs onto a patio right in front of the entrance to this Thai restaurant where all of these magnificent windows are. Mm-hmm. And um, your girl ate shit. <laughs> and straight up, like fell in front of these windows of patrons eating dinner um it was wild and great and um i walked in and i was like hey just so you all know really icy out there um (laughs) did you say that i did Uh, they watched me die (laughs) they had to have seen it so then i grabbed different than walking into the restaurant saying hey y'all uh (laughs) 
<laughs> want to make sure y'all know shit's Just wild out there. <laughs> um, and then I grabbed my salad rolls and I slowly and carefully <laughs> ran away <laughs> to my car. Um, it was great and believe. very embarrassing. And did I you think uh, turn tomato red? <laughs> I did. As, um, but was quickly cooled because of the fact that I fell onto a very icy surface. So um, that's fair. Yeah. But yes, I was I was tomato red, and I can't tell if it's because Belle and I have similarities, or if just like there's a curse that's been put on me because of this podcast, which is also <laughs> induced by me. You're welcome. Alas, um, I also cannot handle uh, walking in this, general. On this is just our descent and how much we become like Bella Swan, and how much right. we hate ourselves in the process. So it was a lot, and um, I would now like to forget it forever. Well, I'm glad you uh, atoned for your sins. You, uh, <laughs> yeah. you called yourself out. Yeah, it was um, it was a lot for me. Had a lot of um, existential crises afterwards. Sure. So chapter five. <laughs> yes, please. It's called Blood Type, because Stephanie Meyer is not subtle. No. At all. No. No, absolutely not. We start with uh, Mike Newton, of course, <laughs> because because Fuck Mike Newton. This is where Mike Newton. I enthusiastically see him now as a weatherman <laughs> because he truly is checking that weather app on the <laughs> minute, <laughs> making sure yeah. that their little road trip that weekend is gonna be prime weather conditions. Yes, Mike Newton is definitely the kind of person to like lick his finger and stick it up into the air. Oh and my be god! Like, oh yes, <laughs> today <laughs> will be um, dry or wet or anything. Or he's the kind of person who has like fine bones, nothing wrong with them, but no. it's like, ooh, my knee hurts. I think it's about to snow. <laughs> um, he's definitely that kind of guy. I would say it's a lot. And, Truly, um, it makes me want to vomit that's fair it, i would say um, because he gets so hype over snow um it doesn't actually get that cold so it's a fair thing to get excited about but the way that stephanie meyer drones on about his excitement is just like a lot <laughs> and he's then, really excited course, about the weather <laughs> he has a lot of feelings about it and then it's contrasted with bella's absolute horror yep. because snow <laughs> not in my town. She's just like, <laughs> I got some bad news, news for you, Bella. <laughs> right. Yeah. She, and I guess to be fair, you know, the last touch of not rain that she had was icy conditions and she did legit almost die. So I think it is a fair thing. She's looking out she for herself. In almost a little bit of self-preservation from <laughs> Bella Swan. A rare moment of self-care from Bella Swan. <laughs> Truly. Um, but yeah, she's just unamused by everyone's feeble attempts to get hype over snow, and she's just way beyond it, honestly. Truly. Bella is above yeah. excitement at any level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Um, Except when uh, they, they're in the cafeteria and she's like, oh man, Edward's here. That's annoying. Ugh, love my life. What am I even going to do if I'm not staring at this dude <laughs> for 45 Gotta minutes to get out of period. school, like... If he's not here, I'm not here for God education. Like. And then Jessica's like, hey, Edward's staring at you. That's kind of weird, huh? And she literally, like, snaps her fucking neck looking up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, B-Dog, can we? <laughs> Don't hurt yourself, my man. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we would, we have called Edward, like, Loner McGee for most of this podcast so far. Uh-huh. And rightfully so but yeah she sees him sitting alone in the cafeteria like his own table and then i guess he like smirks and puts his finger out like motioning for her to come and she's like (laughs) she like spins around she's like is he talking to me like to me (laughs) me me of one of the three people that goes to the school (laughs) and it's unreal like there's they both do not know how to do social interactions (laughs) to save their lives and also it doesn't help that stephanie meyer does not how to know how to describe these interactions at all also because like a normal thing would be like hey he like gestures her to like come over or something the way she does it is once he caught my eye he raised one hand and motioned with his index finger for me to join him and i'm like that's so much more (laughs) 
it's so extra. And then she goes on to say, like, I stared in disbelief. And then he winked at me. And it's just like, I'm trying to imagine Edward winking intentionally. I can't do it. <laughs> and that's wild. I hate it. Um, and then it proceeds to have Stephanie Meyer in her fantastic writing. <laughs> Uh, continues to have the strangest lunch conversation. Mm-hmm. If y'all thought um, that biology lab was rough, oh boy, <laughs> you're in for something. Uh, hold on. Hey, Bambi. Hey, Bambi. You want a fucking knot, though, is the thing? <laughs> Swear to God, dog, I'm gonna kill you. Oh, I um, forgot okay. to mention our third guest, Bambi, the dog. <laughs> Welcome to Into the Twilight. <laughs> Welcome, to Welcome to the show. Oh my God, okay. Yes, so uh, Ellen Bedward, uh, Ellen Bedward, God damn it! <laughs> so, so Ellen I'm generous t- walks into force. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> um, Ellen this- Edward oh, are like having this really stiff conversation because, as we know, we're not really sure how their relationship stands at all because right, none of them are clear about what they want, and none of them are acting like normal human beings. No, not even a little bit. No. And they're, <laughs> they're speaking in such vague language for uh-huh. two people that tout themselves as being incredibly intelligent. Right. And so Edward keeps going like, Bella, I need you to eat. Like, are you hungry? Oh, but by the way, like, we definitely can't be friends. Yeah, no. Don't that's even, a bad like, idea. take my advice or listen to me ever. I'm bad for you, you know? <laughs> While I he's know. giving her good advice. And then he goes to insinuate that her continuing this friendship with him makes her stupid right and it's like um no that's not how humans work no 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 actually no 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 no. um that's like a real sign that you don't quite get this though is the thing it's amazing to me that they're having this like stare off oh and yeah are like huddled together in the cafeteria while everybody is like also what the fuck yeah but mainly just going on with their lives it's so funny that Edward always says that Bella's hard to read, as if he is not single-handedly the hardest person to read ever. <laughs> right. And also in the way that he speaks is never, you know, one way or the other about something, and is always misleading or trying not to be specific or direct about anything he says. Truly. I mean, I now understand, like, the Fifty Shades of Grey title. Because oh, it's yeah. not really about sex it's about trying to describe edward's personality Mm -hmm. and he's just like he cannot make up his mind at all and the thing that is the weirdest i would say about this conversation is that he's trying to understand what she thinks about him but rather than asking that directly it turns into this conversation of bella having to divulge these theories that Mm -hmm. she's crafted about him that are all entirely comic book related for someone (laughs) that only reads classic literature. (laughs) And that's a wild, wild thing that happens. It's like, are you Bruce Wayne or are you Spider-Man? Who are you? I don't know. (laughs) Like, that's all you can think of, my man? (laughs) Right, yeah. She leans heavily on the radioactive spider bit. (laughs) there too much i mean to be fair you know she's hopefully a complex human and has multiple interests but the only thing that's discussed so far is that she likes classic things Mm -hmm. so like the older the better yikes um (laughs) and so i the idea of her referencing relevant pop culture is astonishing to me truly it it really kind of takes me back um and a lot of that. Um, this conversation yeah, this... is also really weird because um, we see, like, this whole thing is also, like, Fifty Shades related in which, like, there's this whole dominance factor and it's kind of gross. Always with them. Always with yeah. Edward. He is always, like, one step ahead and is always, you know, making Bella seem stupid in some sort of way or, like, not getting everything right away because he's clearly right. being, he's not being direct. He's, and then right. she's like, hey, uh, I wonder, you know, why that would be frustrating. Like, this is so weird, huh? I wonder. And, like, goes the fuck off on Edward about being this way. And I'm like, yes, finally. Like, in this one shining moment, Bella actually, like, stands for herself and is like, this is kind of fucked. You're 
annoying. Bye. Right, yeah. She it's like the most that she's ever spoken to someone. Yeah, ever, but just <laughs> goes off, drags him all the way. And and then his his retort to that is, You've got a bit of a temper. Oh, don't it's you? so patronizing. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Like, that's nothing makes me drier than a sentence like that. <laughs> like you how you could not be more condescending yeah. and invalidating mm-hmm. than in that moment. And she's like, nah, motherfucker, I don't like double standards. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Um yeah, obviously. <laughs> and then that whole thing, which was super cool and great, turns into like, oh, are you hungry? No, my stomach is already full of butterflies. My God, oh, fucking God. damn it, Bella. Are you for it was real so right much. now? It was a lot. Yeah, and Stephanie Meyer had the audacity to use a dash in that. She was no, like, <laughs> my stomach is full, dash, of butterflies. It was like the double like, dash, too. It was like a longer one. <laughs> it was so much, and I was completely unamused with it. Especially because it doesn't really end with any closure. Like, she, Why Bella would it? finally snaps her head up and is like, oh, everyone's gone. Weird. We should probably go to class. And he's like, nah, fuck that. Fuck you. Fuck everyone. Bye. <laughs> like, I'm too cool for this school. <laughs> and... I think he even says, like, sometimes skipping is necessary. Yep. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Really setting those good role model standards, aren't you, though? It's funny, though, because we all, we we shit on Stephanie Meyer a lot for not being subtle. And this was the one moment where I was like, hey, that was clever because he dishes. And, of course, in their science biology class, they're, like, testing their blood and, like, their blood uh, type and whatever. And I'm like, see... That's clever. That's funny because Edward can't be in that fucking room or he'll like explode <laughs> and yeah, eat everyone. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's not it's nothing like super dramatic or like foreshadowed heavily. It's just like a little thing that's funny and like it doesn't need to be batted over the head with you a thousand times so you get no. it. Like you get it when you read it. <laughs> right, exactly. It was it was actually really subtle and and fits Edward's character really well too I think Mm -hmm. of like the way that he says it and the actions that they go about taking for that and it was like oh hey okay so I do remember actually that Stephanie Meyer was an English major like she does actually understand narrative techniques because then you do get into it and they are shockingly blood typing and biology and Bella literally cannot like, this was me too. I could not even like read this. I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, it was blast. so much. They, because I think that the the teacher barely begins what's going on about like the kind of lab that they're doing, <laughs> and she is already green, dying on the floor. So like hugging just, the desk, like fi- trying to find a will to live and hold on. <laughs> honestly, and it's amazing that. I don't know. This whole situation of her just being like, because he comes over, the teacher does, like, before people have already started pricking or, like, maybe just started pricking for their blood type, and he's like, uh, Bella, you good? And she's like, no, 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 I'm not good. No, it's even funnier. It's like, she doesn't even say that. She's like, I already know my blood type. Can I go? (laughs) Which is the fucking funniest thing ever it's like i don't need to be here i already know i'm an o positive i got it let's get out of here right yeah Can i go to the and nurse well she doesn't right because that would mean attention no but she course. doesn't really have much of a choice because mike newton is like i volunteer this tribute <laughs> i will save her, her <laughs> to take her to the nurse <laughs> this scene this scene y'all is so (laughs) wild like i know that we talk about like power dynamics a lot mainly because they're rife in this text but this scene y'all is literally like mike newton and edward going off on each other on who can carry bella best it's pretty great (laughs) it's oh god it's so bad because he's mike is trying to like walk Bella to the nurse, right? And she's mm-hmm. just like, but like all jiggly bones, just like cannot handle life. And then here's Edward's voice, because apparently he didn't actually skip school. He's just like chilling in his car. He's just chilling in his whatever. car like 10 feet away. Listen to a, probably a fucking Morrissey CD and brooding. 
Yeah, and like Snapchatting everybody about how terrible his life is. Um, but like, so he's he's like, uh, Bella, what's wrong? And she's like, absolutely not. And just like, <laughs> I'm perfectly fine. Don't touch me. It's un unreal. Because my my favorite thing about that scene though is because she asks Mike to if she can just like stop and chill for a second, and so she's like on the ground like needing anything like. <laughs> just like dying and my favorite thing about that is that edward walks over and is like bella can you hear me and she's like no go away (laughs) (laughs) oh god it's so funny because it's just like it's not really in her character but fits the moment so well it's so good (laughs) and he's like you know what i got it i can take it the rest of the way and mike's like no i'm supposed to do it (laughs) i'm supposed to take care it's like it doesn't matter (laughs) Go back it to class. Yeah, why don't you just like do your job and finish your lab like a good student? Not when Bella's concerned. Then fuck everything. Fuck That's everyone. true love, Allie. That's true love. Ugh. No, it's called possessiveness <laughs> and being a literal dog, and it's just weird. The whole like when they actually get to the nurse is so buck wild to me. I don't know. Oh I, yeah. There's a lot that's written about that, but basically, you know, Bella's fine. She yeah. just, like, can't. <laughs> and, which, understandable. But also, Edward is still patronizing because the fact that she's like, no, I don't like the smell of blood. And he's like, stupid humans, you guys can't smell blood. And she's like, no, actually, fuckhead, it smells like rust and pennies. And he's like, oh, shit, you're right. Like, you actually know. Could you imagine if someone was like, Oh man, I don't like this. Like, um, idiot, that's not that doesn't exist. That's not a thing. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, like he couldn't invalidate her more in that moment if he tried. And because the fact that like blood has a legit smell. Yeah, I, and so I just don't understand. I everything about that doesn't make sense. I don't know. And I guess like he's doing it right with a grin because it's hilarious of course. to him that like he he sees her fainting but not from her own blood other people's blood and then also that she can smell blood and he's like hmm this might be my bae <laughs> I think this is and it it's y'all just so weird but instead of expressing that he's like no Bella you don't know what you're talking about oh. Oh, gosh it's just so much I, and then Mike I Newton handle. comes in with another <laughs> Painted person right. from the, trying to be a hero to someone. <laughs> just and the nurse is just like so pissed. Right. Because apparently the biology teacher did not communicate the fact that blood typing was happening. And so she's like, why are all these teenagers up in my grill right now? Which is also such a weird thing. Like, I don't know if that's normal, but like he was like, hey, uh, you know, blood drives happening next week. Y'all should find out what your blood types are. Fucking stab yourselves. Right. With all of these people and like all cross-contamination. That does not sound very good to me, sir. No, I mean, the idea of it is great. <laughs> it's a good it's a good lesson to have, way to tie things into what's currently happening. <laughs> but I don't know if you're actually, like, able to do that. I don't think that's, like, legal. <laughs> I don't thing. think so. I don't think that you can just, like, open blood. <laughs> like, so many people's blood in, like, one space. But I don't know. I guess... Maybe they signed waivers and the parents were like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't like my kid that yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, they can get whatever they want, but no sex, though. No, they can't spread stuff through sex, but <laughs> blood stuff in biology, yeah, that's probably fine. It's just wild. And the the chapter ends in a wild way, too, mm-hmm. because they, they drive home, a.k.a. Bella's like, absolutely not. Not doing TV today. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck everyone. Fuck your house. Like, um, and is actually convincing when she conveys an emotion to someone. Finally. Wild, first of all. <laughs> and then they drive home. And it's, the whole situation is weird to me. Well, because Edward's like, yo, I will literally <laughs> drag you back to this car if you think of going to the other one. Right, yeah, she's, like, trying to plan her escape of being like, eh, I can probably do this on my own. I don't need someone to drive me home and then have them deliver my truck to me. That seems like a lot. Yeah. And the fact that he is, like, 
already knows what she's gonna yeah. do and stuff. It's just gross to me personally. It's also but like whatever. pouring rain, so she's just like staring at this car. It's like, oh well, my god. Well. I so guess. Anyway, right. Yeah, the and the conversations that they have are wild as well, mm-hmm. mainly because of the fact that Edward still does not know how to have a conversation like a normal human being. Nope. And so he is like, so tell me more about your backstory and your fears and all those things. And it's just like, can you just drive me home, bro? <laughs> like, I didn't ask for any of this is the thing. I don't get it. It's a lot. Especially when... So they, Stephanie Meyer does a little bit more foreshadowing in this as well because the fact that once they arrive at Charlie's house, Mm -hmm. he asks her how old she is. And who does that? Yeah, weird. You're not being subtle at all. Especially because it seems like all of Bella's life is pretty common knowledge for everyone in Forks. Right. <laughs> like, the five people that exist there know her story inside and out. Yeah, all and of her so contact numbers are out there. She's, like, been doxxed her whole life, and everybody's, like, <laughs> chill with it. And so for him to ask her, like, how old are you really, Bella? And she's like, what are you, can you not say anything straightforward at all? Like, why are you being vague right now? Also, we're in the same grade. It's probably one of two ages. Like, it's not... <laughs> exactly. Either one isn't yeah. gonna be shocking. Neither way. Yeah. I... Ugh. Tell me what you think about the way that the chapter ends with his warning to her. Because they, they talk about La Push, right? And so she invites him. Oh, the- <laughs> so he's like... Hey, um, you seem kind of like a train wreck, and you kind of seem like you attract all the accidents like a literal magnet. Uh, I quote, try not to fall into the ocean or get run over or anything, all right? (laughs) Which is the wildest thing, but is honestly the most accurate description of Bella ever. Like, I wasn't mad about it. I was like, this is fact. This is what Bella needed. This is probably what she reaffirms herself every morning. It's like, hey, don't fuck it up. Don't, like, trip over yourself. Don't, like, fucking drown today. Let's just get it through one more day. Right, yeah. I mean, it's it's not an extreme... Can you guys not, though, is the thing. <laughs> I'm trying to do my one job. Do your one job. Okay. Um, what I thought was wild about that, though, is Bella's reaction to it. She gets so personally offended oh, yeah. by his request. And then just, like, slams the door, dies while walking up the stairs. And then yeah, like, maybe. You can't tell me what to do. And just, like, fucking leave. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, her her response to it is fine and understandable. But it, he's not asking a lot no. of her to just, like, not die. Hey, it's literally just keep it together for, like, a day, please. But alas, um... It's a real struggle for her. Like, I can't tell if they're trying to make a dynamic in which Edward is, like, a love interest or her actual mother. Like, I can't, I don't know. (laughs) Where is that line? Because we are crossing it way back and forth. Yeah, it's a lot where he he still cannot make up his mind about, like, who he he is, who she is, like, what life is like. Uh And it's just, everything about it is wild. But, um... If we learn anything from these chapters is that communication is, like, really important, y'all. It's really valuable and really necessary, and please, God, communicate. Um, But then we move on to chapter six called Scary Stories, a.k.a. the start, if not earlier, but the start of most of the cultural appropriation in this novel. Yep. (laughs) So Here we are. Buckle in, folks. I mm, I have so many thoughts about the appropriation, but yeah. we have we need really to get there. To we enough. need to get there. Yeah. So it starts off where we get introduced to a new character that we didn't know ooh, ooh, while ooh. everybody is on the drive to La Push, and that is motherfucking Lauren. The worst ever. The, the imagine most. every like person who's been pretty much deemed as a bitch in like any form of media or American television and movies. That's her. That's it. <laughs> yeah, she extensively is like an archetype. Yeah, no, like, truly. Her her job in this piece, especially because of the fact that it's chapter six, it's we're just now being introduced to her. Mm-hmm. But she she works solely to create like false tension and in, in 
make Bella feel insecure. Uh-huh. And that's about it. Yeah, truly. So she's really a complex TM character. <laughs> like, you haven't been novel. mentioned once in these 100 pages, but right. here you are causing drama that, like, has nothing to do with anyone ever and only makes people feel bad about themselves. Good job! Yay. You know, you did it. Yeah, really helping out the community there, yeah. Lauren. Good I, job. I love girl love, you know? Just truly. Girls loving yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah, supporting one another, not trying to stare hard enough to kill another person while in the same car. You know? It's great. I think what I enjoy the most about the start of this chapter is that all of these, like, high schoolers are trying so hard to figure out, like, positioning in all of these cars uh-huh. to drive uh, 15 minutes. Yeah, it's like uh, a clown car situation. They're like, shit, this will be the longest ride of my life if I have to sit over here or whatever. That's, um, what, like, four or five songs, maybe? <laughs> If you're listening to it on, like, an MP3 player yeah. back then and not actually, like, on the radio or something, like, it's not actually a significant amount of time, so it's fine, but they make a really big deal out of it, which is great. And very high school, I would say. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. But then we get to La Push. Yay! Yay! <laughs> the res. And um, as someone who has been to First Beach, where they're talking about, um, somehow Ma- Stephanie Meyer actually describes it really well that's nice it actually is exactly the way that she's describing it so that means that google earth served her well (laughs) in that time um but yeah the actual setting is not off in that regard i guess thank god so that's uh one point for stephanie meyer (laughs) Um, but everything else about this is just a lot i don't know there's a lot of bullshit in the middle that's not yeah, really important. This, and then we meet it, the boy. <laughs> yes. We meet Jacob Black. <laughs> which was yes. wild because, you know, from my perspective, I'm thinking Taylor Lautner. I'm thinking abs. I'm thinking, you know, my idea of what, you know, Taylor Lautner is and twi- right. uh, Jacob Black in the Twilight <laughs> movies. And then in his book, he's described as a child. <laughs> that yeah. took me in for a real whirlwind. <laughs> yeah, most of this... Um, most of this chapter is just straight filler. Like, it's a lot of... Yeah, it's not Meyer trying really to important. create tension when there isn't tension. Uh-huh. Um, but it's mainly just to introduce all of the res boys. Yeah. Because, um, like, not, none of the stuff with, like, the high school kids really matter. Like, we don't really hear about any of them that much anyway. It's more about yeah. Bella and, you know, Jacob and Edward, blah, all of that stuff. Right, yeah. And especially during this book... You know, Jacob is is fourteen. I he's a little baby. You can't do that, Stephanie. <laughs> Who let that slide with the movies? <laughs> that is not um, the same. And so they get introduced as because naturally, after all of these white kids are like trying to die in the ocean and fuck up the tide pools and stuff, <laughs> all of the res boys have to come out and be like, "Can you not?" Though, is the thing. Please don't kill yourselves. Um, Truly, even though Bella tries desperately. <laughs> so hard. Um, like, on her way to the tide pools, dies several times. <laughs> like, the the forest there just, like, really want to fuck her up. Um, but Jacob, yeah, he's he's a little, little, little baby at that time. And it's weird because, I guess, Lauren's main point and, like, serves only to say, like, Oh, yeah, Bella, remember when you invited Edward to La Push and then he didn't come? <laughs> and then, like, she literally disappears from the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> like, never again. <laughs> never, never talk she again. She evaporates and she becomes, she's like, I've reached my peak bitchiness. I am now with the sun. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, thank you, Stephanie Meyer. That was great. Um, because it serves only for Sam to be like, oh, no, 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 no. The Cullens don't come here, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that, of course, like, piques Bella's interest, because she's like, Edward? Edward Cullen? Is he like, we're talking about this now? Great. I finally have something to contribute. Yes, something I can talk about at length. (laughs) Finally. And then it moves on to the fucking weirdest exchange ever Uh of 
of Bella attempting to dazzle this 14-year-old. Yeah. Well, the thing, we're missing some important backstory. They sort of know each other from the past. Like, so, yes. uh, her, uh, th- that family, those families know each other. Like, she, Bella knew, uh, Jacob's older siblings when, yes. like, through her dad and stuff, and they're very close. Like, she, her, uh, his dad is the one that sold the thing to Charlie, and they have this yes. little bond, and they're, like, sort of tight. That's important right. to note, if you don't it is. know. <laughs> yeah, it is. So there's, like, a familial sort of, like, you know, there's a history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's also some history that Jacob divulges Oh, boy. Well. It's so much. <laughs> and it is wild. I don't know. I Bella is failing to be flirtatious yeah. in this moment. Which, for a 14-year-old... Bella, right. keep it in your Where pants for once. 17. <laughs> for this and child. Just because like, it's, it's, it's legal doesn't mean it's cool, fam. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not it, that, actually. <laughs> truly. It very much feels like a senior trying to, like, flirt with a freshman. Yeah, absolutely. And he's here for it because yeah. it's an older girl. And so he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. He cool. has everything to gain from this. <laughs> Right. And he, the but, only thing that, like, Stephanie Meyer does to, like, make it seem like it's not weird is he's like, yeah, I'm tall for my age. It's like, that doesn't do anything to help me <laughs> think this is fine. No. He is still a very small boy. Um, and he decides <laughs> to just divulge the whole story, the whole thing, <laughs> in a matter of minutes. This is where I'm like questioning Stephanie Meyer's writing abilities immensely. Yeah. Because it feels so forced. Mm-hmm. And, and not subtle at all. It's like, oh yeah, this older girl's flirting with me? Hell yeah, I'll tell you all of my, st- like, histories and narratives. Let me tell you from- the history of my family and also right. <laughs> the Collins, weirdly. Right. Because that's organic. Right. Normal and flow. A normal flow. Well, and it's like, Jacob... I love you, babe. You're great. Or whatever. Um, yeah, you small little weirdo. Um, but you're serving the point of exposition right now. And that's it. That's, that's all, all you, you are right now. Yeah. You are literally a tool for Bella to learn more about Edward. Anyone that I introduces themselves aware. as, like, telling a legend or, like, a story. Like, you're only Ugh. there to serve a specific purpose right now. Exactly. And... I, um, I mean, I knew what this conversation was going to be like, but how did you feel about hearing about the Quileutes? It, uh, it was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Cause like, okay, so like, I can't speak for everyone, obviously, and especially people that could have read this and been like, obviously negatively affected or felt like, you know, not represented well in this text. Right. But like, it's clearly not what she's trying to do, you know? She's like, hey, let me take this tribe, right, that's like a native tribe, and try to make it my own thing while it's still being very much a thing (laughs) and just sprinkling my own magic in there, and then it'll be mine, and then I can do whatever I want with it. That's not how that works, ma'am. I don't even know if Stephanie Meyer had a concept of the fact that, like, these indigenous people were real people. Right. And it was just like, let me just sensationalize everything that you're about uh-huh. to make it fit what I'm about. Right. Cool, it's like, cool, oh, fine. no, these, these legends of these, the, these, this tribe and these people sort of fit into my little story, huh? That'd be cool if I could just slip that right in there. It wasn't even that she was like, let me, like, make up a fictional thing, whatever, that's all my own or whatever. She took things that are definitely real and definitely real tribe and just sprinkled a little bit of new stuff or stuff that was just her and her writing. And I was like, this is cool now, right? This is lit. Right. And in a way that, I don't know, it just, it's gross and weird. And the fact that, so essentially the folks that live at La Push, um, like the Quileutes are shapeshifters. So <laughs> their form takes one of a wolf uh-huh. um, and their natural enemy is the cold ones. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is a lot. Um, and just the idea of 
so he's directly related to like his great grandfather was the one who was initially encountered mm-hmm. the cold ones, aka the Shining Squad. Right. <laughs> and I don't know, it just seemed it seemed so sensationalized to me. And the fact that Bella's just like, Wow, you're in this. That's so cool. Wow. Tell me more. like it's everything about it is weird and and then of course he has to like I don't know, almost explain everything to her as well. So like he's like blood drinkers, you know, your people call them. Wink, vampires. wink, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and she's like, hmm. Fascinating. Okay. Tell me more. But not even I don't know. In a way that, whereas most people would be like, cool, that's your people's history? Dope. Awesome. Love it. Uh-huh. She's like taking notes vigorously right. like, <laughs> while drawing like EC in a heart as well. And so it's not even like, she's not even really respecting the story. No, no, no. She's just in it to hear what benefits her. And then it's like, K. Hey, Deuce is right. Well, because she's also seeing it as a story, right? She's not seeing it as truth or anything right. of history. She's like, oh, that's a, you're good at telling stories. You're good at telling tales, you know? Yeah. So that's one thing of, like, you know, delegitimizing any of this. And also, that it revolves around the Cullens, that's where she's more interested in it, clearly, because she has personal ties there. Right. So she's like, yeah. wow. <laughs> Everything about it is a lot, I would say. Um, I did not, though, expect that this is where, basically, they were going to drop the vampire bomb. I had no idea. I was like, you can't just, what? Excuse me. (laughs) Because, like, I knew it was going to happen. Like, they were going to talk about them being vampires. And just the fact that it was just said in front of Bella, and she would have, she's never going to, like, take it that way, seriously, until, like, later when she probably, you know, hears it from one of them. But, like, the fact that it was said to her so blankly, and that she'll never, like, know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what that was. But that's wild. <laughs> yeah. Where did you think that it was going to be introduced? I don't know. I have no idea. All I know about it is that, like, Edward's like, yo, you know what I am. Whatever. I'm a vampire. Right. Yeah. That's all I know. So saying oh, okay. it so, like, matter-of-factly in front of her, and she'll never be like, yeah, pff, Edward's a vampire. Duh. No, that's not going to happen. But the fact that it's, like, so there... Is wild. Right. It's bananas. Like, that's so uh, not how I was expecting. Because Stephanie Meyer it's, is also very much like, huh? Not subtle. So the fact yes. that it's just like weirdly, you know, uh, the easiest, like the easiest things to hide are like hidden right in front of you or whatever type of thing. Sure. That was, that was shocking to me at least. Yeah. I guess it definitely, if you had never in- encountered this text before and like legitimately didn't know that Edward was a vampire. Right. It would be, this would definitely tip you off yeah. to be like, right. oh, okay. Like, imagine reading this for the first time in, like, 2005 and not knowing anything about it. Like, nothing. Right. Before right. it was, like, a phenomenon, before it was, like, everything. It was the twilight, it was the vampire book and started all the vampire things. This was just, like, right. a, you know, f- romancy book you were reading. That shit's wild, huh? It is. <laughs> yeah, it is wild. And I think it definitely finally gives a name to what Bella has been noticing. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay, maybe maybe this is supernatural. Maybe the colons are actually something and, and someone finally recognizes that as truth. But then that's it. Yeah. Like No further reflection. <laughs> yeah, he served his purpose as He then like, evaporated into the river. Yeah, like, yeah, he's, it was basically all just a figment of Bella's imagination to begin with, because that's as much credit as Jacob gets, and that's it, that's where we leave off, basically. Yeah, man. Which is wild, because now she's got a word that's knowing Bella gonna deeply influence her subconscious, Uh so that's a lot, (laughs) and it's just like... I don't know. The idea of Stephanie Meyer being subtle at anything is bonkers. No, true. So I am pretty well versed in her just being like, oh, you wanted to know this thing? Here's just the whole plot Here's of all the of rest it. of this series <laughs> Actually. be. But yeah, that's... We're five and yikes. six. And it, I think it is, it's only going to get meatier moving forward. Yeah. Um, but I think rereading this introduction of 
Jacob only reminded me of how young he actually is mm-hmm. within the course of this series. Um, and it's going to be interesting as I remember like pieces of the books that the movies definitely don't really touch on. Sure. So that's great and it's stuff. Fun. And by fun, I mean, ugh. Ooh. Um, <laughs> but now we know Jacob. We know all of the three main players of this. Finally. Which is good. Yeah. That's how you know shit's about to get wild. It's true. Yeah. This is an Earbud yeah. Media production. You can follow that on Earbud Media at Twitter and eventually EarbudMedia.net. Not yet, though. <laughs> no. No, it's more just like an idea. It's it's more of a figment of my imagination than it is a real social platform. Yeah. But soon, I'm sure. Soon. You can find <laughs> Into the Twilight on Twitter at Into the Twilight. Our Tumblr, Into the Twilight Show. Facebook at Into the Twilight. Uh, we yeah. have a Patreon. Um, we do. It's lit. Yes. If you want to throw some money, be part of the shiny squad. Yes. We have some dope-ass would... perks, and I want to give them out. <laughs> Truly. Yeah, I want to start giving out those perks, so that would be a lovely treat for us and for you as well. Truly. Um, And I hope that, that, I hope that we get some shiny squad members soon. One thing that I did want to say, because we keep berating all of our listeners for giving us feedback uh-huh. about this and, and telling us stories and sharing all of their love letters and such. One comment that I did get was from one of my friends, Emily, and she was telling me about a parking lot that she saw that kind of sort of explains the Forks High School parking lot. Because <laughs> we keep talking trash about it because it doesn't make any sense of like, no, why not it at could all. possibly take that much time. So she sent me this photo of a school that's in and adjacent to the area in which I live um, where the, the parking lot is an absolute disaster. <laughs> and it, it's the only thing that could potentially explain why it takes Bella... 45 hours to get out of the parking lot um i love so that that was wild yeah. and i definitely want more commentary like that. yeah we sure. can put that on our twitter for sure so you can really see the trash Just scope it all out yeah if you have any other things you'd like to send us you can via twitter but also we have an email account uh into we the do. twilight show at gmail.com send us all your fan fiction or fan mixes or just trashy stories you have with twilight Please. Let your voice be heard. <laughs> <laughs> I know that Maddie said that she had some, but she can't find it, which is a lie to me. That's <laughs> just fake. fake. I'm that sorry. That's unreal. just a fake thing. Um, <laughs> and I, I need to see everything. I, I want all of your receipts, and we will welcome them with open arms, and probably also drag you a little bit. Yeah, though. but that's just, what we're here for. That's what. That's why we exist. Yeah, your friendly neighborhood folks who drag you. Hey, but like speaking, of, house, uh, but <laughs> speaking of Maddie, who's Maddie? <laughs> Maddie, Maddie Padilla, our actual queen goddess. Um, Praise be. Who's too pure for this world. Um, she is amazing. She's the one who created our podcast artwork, which you can see on all of our social platforms. Mm-hmm. It's amazing and wonderful, and you should hit her up on Instagram. It's at your ghost host 44 yeah, i know man. that she just posted some artwork about hairspray um because that yeah man yes yeah our uh so theme great. music intro and outro music is by eli kraus who's a wizard and he's great you can find his stuff at krausfilms.com k-r-a-u-s-s films has he talked to you about the podcast? He yet? hasn't said a word yet, which I mean, I know he's not listening now. <laughs> After how or much we dragged is. him, <laughs> or he is, and he's ashamed. I I'm just, ne- I'm just never be. gonna bring it up and wait till he actually caves in and listens, and then sees how much we've been dragging him for the eternity of time. Just like always, that's just like a part, yeah. like literally in our show notes. It's like drag Eli. Yeah, uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Praise Maddie, drag Eli. It's yeah, just that's like just a thing. sorry. I don't um, make the rules. <laughs> it was just written into limestone and is part of history now. Um, it's great. And if you don't want to support um, us via like actual money through Patreon, a great way to support us is by giving love to the 
artists who helped contribute to make this podcast happen. Yeah. Um, and also send us trash in our email. And please, also God. share the show. Like, if you like it, retweet when episodes come out or, like, tell your friends or write reviews. Rate us on iTunes. Um, so uh, you can find Allie on the internet at 23ofme everywhere. That's true. She I try to keep everywhere. my brand pretty consistent is the thing. Um, and not have any up in that. Oh content. my god. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense as a sentence. <laughs> I didn't know how to integrate. I just came up with that like 30 seconds ago. So, um. <laughs> I was too busy processing it. <laughs> why won't this app sponsor us? I use it so much. We never shout it out probably is why. <laughs> There's so many air horn apps, but the only one that's good is the ham one. Ham horn. <laughs> ham horn is the best air horn app ever. Um, and it's great and pure. Uh, you can find um. me on the internet at Cody Captures or CodyCorral.co. <laughs> Next week, uh, seven and eight. That seems Ugh. right. Yeah. It's about to get wrong. wild. Yeah, especially now that Bella knows what vampires are. Yeah, because apparently she's <laughs> read classic literature and didn't know <laughs> what vampires were. She skipped um, over Nosferatu. Is like, no, nah, I don't need this. She's just not born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, like most supernatural books at the time. Yeah, most anything like, published from like Europe in like the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> she's like, no, 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 no. No, she only works on romance. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. It's great. Seven and eight will be lovely and stuff. And I'm happy about it. You seem thrilled. So, (laughs) as we say in Forks, get bit.